Shabbat Shalom everyone, Daniel Luria, Ateret Konim, Yerushalayim, Ir HaKodesh. The year is coming to an end. It's been an amazing year for Ateret Konim, for Yerushalayim. Uh, corona is now over. Am Yisrael is returning home, Baruch Hashem. Look forward to seeing many of you here uh, during the period of the Chagim, whether it be Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, and obviously also during, uh, during Sukkot. So, Parshat Kitavo. Wow, if you ever needed a pasuk that talks about how Am Yisrael and Eretz Yisrael are one, that this is our Yerusha, that Hashem gave us this land to inherit, to possess, to settle, to conquer, to liberate, whatever word you want to use, this is the parsha. So for those people in the world um, who use the Bible, the Torah, as a basis to everything that they believe in, you don't need to go further than this week's parsha. In any case, it is Erev Rosh Hashanah, as I said, Parshat Kitavo, Vahaya Kitavo El Haaretz, Asher Adonai Elohecha Noten Lecha Nachala Vishta Vishavtaba. When we come to the land, this is talking about, uh, according to some people, this is talking if we give the Bikurim, then we'll get the reward of the land. Of course, that's really the reverse. Um, it should be the opposite. We come to the land first, and then there's Bikurim. It's in some, some ways, as it's pointed out by um, Harav uh, uh, Lichtman, he points out in his Sefer, it's the same thing with regards to in the Birkat Amazon, when we say, Nodelecha. Um, uh, which, by the way, I say out loud. It's a, it's a nice idea. I don't remember where I read it, but uh, if anyone wants to accentuate the fact that Eretz Israel is a beautiful uh, place and it's uh, wonderful, it's got everything here, then say out loud in Bikar Amazon. It's a very important thing. Once again, uh, Mitzrayim actually came first. It's also the reverse. From here, there are many people, whether it be the Khatam Sofer, whether it be the Orachayim, who also made Aliyah, unfortunately, and lived here for two years. Um, how it's not really the reverse. It's because even when we're in Chutzlaretz, even when we're uh, overseas, wherever we may be in the world, our thoughts, our focus is always thinking about, it should be about always Eretz It's like the Chafetz Chaim always had a, a bag packed ready to go that we shouldn't be too comfortable in chutzlaretz. As I tell people, there's a, a difference in English, at least, between the words of bait. Bait can be a house, it can also be a home. Uh, I guess in the meantime, there are people who, once again, shouldn't be too comfortable in chutzlaretz, uh, understand that that's the house, maybe, in chutzlaretz, however big or small it may be. Uh, but the home in is Eretz Israel. Um, and that should always be, you know, something that was very clear. And from remember Yaakov Avinu, he wanted to, you know, uh, pass that on to his children. In fact, the first few generations, when they realized that they were foreigners and strangers in a foreign land, uh, their their hearts and their soul was still Be'eretz Israel. The problem came a little bit later when uh, we multiplied, we mixed, uh, we moved out into wider and bigger circles in the Egyptian culture. And suddenly we were no longer foreigners and strangers, we were part and part of the culture. Uh, and that becomes a little bit of a problem. So I guess we all have to uh, uh, remember that when we are in Chutzlaretz, and especially when we read this week's parasha. The, um, there's actually a few lines in the, in the parasha that talks about Hayom Hazer. In fact, I think it's mentioned twice. Hayom Hazer Nihiyet Ala'am. This day you have finally become uh, a people. What's he talking about? We're, remember, we're 40 years after Har Sinai, 
We're way after Yetziat Mitzrayim when we theoretically could have been called a nation then. But only now, 40 years later, after 40 years of, uh, of learning Torah uh, and of desiring and of wanting to understand everything about the Torah, only then does Moshe Rabbeinu see this. Remember, this is on his last day. Um, he's handing over the Torah with one of them. Obviously, each tribe got something, but he hands over his Sefer Torah to the tribe of Levi. And uh, from what we understand from the Midrash, there are all the tribes start complaining. How is this possible? Why are they getting your Sefer Torah? When he sees the desire of Am Yisrael to want Torah, he suddenly says, oh, now you're a nation. Now you've reached the, uh, the, the pinnacle. Now I know who you are. The fact that you understand that the essence of a people is, uh, is the Torah, obviously in Eretz Israel, because it's meant to be fulfilled in Eretz Israel. Um, and by the way, we fulfilled, did you ever think about the fact that we actually fulfilled the mitzvah of Yeshuv Eretz Yisrael um, every second? I mean, many mitzvot that we do is, you know, that comes, it goes, it's here, it's there. But there's this mitzvah of physically being in Eretz Yisrael um, is a tmidi. It's, it, it's non-stop. It's, it's, it encapsulates the whole person, the soul. In some ways, I remember reading that uh, also the sukkah that we're coming up to, they're the only two mitzvot where your whole body and soul is entrenched for every second of the day, when you're in the sukkah, of course, uh, with fulfilling the, uh, the mitzvah. So um, that's hayom hazeh, that uh, they became that person because they knew the importance, they became that nation because they knew the importance of the Torah. Um, in relation to the Bikurim, uh, many of you already know this idea, so I'm probably not enlightening you too much, but uh, what's the whole story of the Bikurim? The whole story of the Bikurim is that we have to stop and recognize because the natural way that a farmer would be is that the first fruits that come out, wow, look at this, look what we've achieved. No, stop, slow down, take you and your family to Yerushalayim, realize why and how you reach the situation to have so much fruit, so beautiful fruit, um, and have the Bikurim, and that has to go to Yerushalayim. And to recognize and not just have it, don't take Hashem out of the picture, because the second we take Hashem out of the picture and just think of ourselves as the Balei Abayit for everything, uh, that's only going to be a problem. And ultimately there's a, a, a slope, it's a slippery sliding slope that r- reaches down to ultimately the Tochicha. Where if we don't observe, if we don't serve with joy, if we don't fear Hashem and His name, then we end up with the list of things that we're going to say very softly, of course, in shul. Um, there is a number of things that a person should be cursed for if he doesn't do. Uh, even that list is a, uh, an amazing list of things about what things we're blessed for. From here, you can see very clearly uh, where the focus is. You know, what type of person are we? Are we hagun? Are we decent? So do we curse? Do we think we can get away with things behind people's backs? How are we acting in front of people? How do we act behind people? Um, bribe, obviously the, the obvious ones of uh, sleeping around. And, uh, uh, but the, the bulk of these things is really all about, not just, it's not even really about Hashem. It's about you as a person. How do we act as a person, you know, for the ger, yatom, amana, uh, with another person, with our workers, uh, with the judges, how we look at other people. Are we ready to fulfill the Torah? It's a short list of uh, baruchs, it's a short, uh, slightly longer list of curses, and of course the tochicha, uh, which is also going to be said um, in the parasha. V'chayaki tavo is all about simcha. The word simcha is used a few times. I challenge you to find out how many times simcha is used in the parasha. Let me know. No price for it, but it's just a worthwhile thing to have a look at because uh, when it comes down to it, 
there's a huge difference if a person performs a mitzvah with simcha or without simcha. And, you know, it's, it's really, it's not just only the obvious simcha when you're living in Eretz Israel, the obvious simcha when it's Yerushalayim and the Beramitash and Korbanot and Bikurim and coming and singing and dancing and, and feeling and, and taking in all the beautiful spiritual aspects of being here in the heart of Yerushalayim, which people even feel today, even better Beramitash. Could you imagine what it would be like when there's a Beramitash, when there's a Hashem's house, when we're seeing the miracles around us, when we feel that closeness to Hashem? Um, it's meant to instill in each of us a bit of simcha. Uh, we're coming up now. Uh, hopefully, we'll get over the period nicely of Rosh Hashanah Yamim Noraim, where it's more of declaring God's greatness, declaring uh, royalty, looking at ourselves, a bit of introspection, and then uh, we pass the test. Then we have, of course, the days of Simcha, which is all Sukkot, and that's further down the track. No need to talk about today. So it's a it's an amazing parasha. Uh, there are some beautiful things in the parasha. Um, please sit down and uh, read everything with your children and grandchildren. I wish everyone well. Uh, there'll be another uh, parasha talk before Rosh Hashanah next week. It has been a great year for all of those involved in many of the things over the year, over the years. I take this opportunity once again. Uh, one has to have Hakaratov, and I do have to all those who donated, who invested. There's a lot more to do. We're just reopening. You may have seen we're reopening the Pinachama, which is going to be open 24 hours a day. And although it had a sad beginning because it was done in response to the murder of uh, Rabbi Nechemi Lavi, who came down to help uh, uh, Benita, um, Aaron, the, the husband was killed and the wife is calling for help, as everyone remembers. Anyway, we opened up a Pinachama 24 hours a day for the security personnel. Uh, we're just reopening it now because we added a section on the inside where people can come and sit. There'll be a greater range of food and people will be able to sponsor. Imagine this, you'll be able to live from afar and be part of Eretz Israel just by even sponsoring a Shabbat for people coming from Mea Sharim and Bet Israel with a, a cup of coffee, a cold drink, uh, maybe a, a cake or biscuit or something rather than the way to the Kotel. Uh, but just as important, maybe even more important, is the fact that these coupons uh, that you can buy on a weekly basis or a monthly basis they're going to be for our security personnel that we will give them out coupons and a half of their meal will be covered at this Pinachama that hopefully we'll all support when we're walking around the streets of Israel. I look forward to seeing many of you here over, over Sukkot. Uh, remember, we have an, a, a beautiful tefillah, slightly musical Hallel on the rooftop of Bet Hanof, looking down at the Harabait, something very special. You must register for that. There'll be Simchat Bereshoiva in the Shiloach, uh, in the Shiloach. Of course, Hoshana Rabba, early morning davening um, and breakfast. Uh, by the way, there'll be breakfast also in, uh, on the Wednesday morning of Cholamoid on the top of Bet Hanof, not just a musical Hallel. Of course, you're not coming for the food, you're coming for the spiritual food, but it's also nice to know. So please have a look at what's on the agenda, see what things need to be done. Anyone with a last-minute need or desire, because that fila utztaka and tshuva ma'avarim medoroah hagzeira, this is the time now if you've got last minute uh, shekels or dollars that you want to do something special with before the new year this is the time we will definitely accept so Shabbat Shalom and we'll speak to you next week before Rosh Hashanah